Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am one half of the mega podcasting powers. Triplano. With me across the table, two weeks in a row, is my tag team partner, the other half of the mega pasta. The, the mega pasta powers. <laughs> I, I, can we re, is it too late to rebrand ourselves? <laughs> I think we could be the mega pasta powers. I, we are the mega pasta powers. Hulk Hogan had a pasta media restaurant. There's all sorts of tie-ins. Oh, he did. <laughs> But also, just pa- he clearly was the man who enjoyed his pasta. The voice you're hearing on the other side is the Macho Man Drew. Andrew Leno. That's right. And this week on... <laughs> I want, now I want a shirt, because I made a shirt that said Hulkamania, but now I want a shirt that says Pastamania. Yes. Or the like, heck, the, he had one. He had one that said Pastamania? Uh-huh. Why didn't you show me that? Because I would have made that in a heartbeat. <laughs> and it's a picture of Hulk in a chef's hat. With the chef's hat with an apron and he's holding the spaghetti. Yeah, and it says Pastamania on it. Well, now, maybe I'll do a because my Hulkamania shirt's yellow with a red writing. So yeah. maybe I'll do a red shirt with yellow writing for Pasta Mania. Nice. And have people be like, because people have stopped me and like, that shirt's awesome because it's like sleeveless with the ladder back cut. It looks like his shirt. Right. People right. was like, apparently, I was telling a story to my friends and someone walked by, like a family, and the dad goes, "Look at that shirt!" And all the kids pointed, and I had no idea. <laughs> so if mine says Pasta Mania, people would be even more like so confused. What? Yes. And then two people would be like. You've been to Pasta Mania. <laughs> You've been to his restaurant. I think we need to get ladder back shirts with no sleeves that say Dissectomania. I'm. I'll do that. That that needs to be the next step. I paint. I'll paint that. Speaking of Dissectomania, that is how you can follow us on the Twitters. Yes, it at, is at Dissectomania. Dissecting the eighties too long for the Twitters. Oh, is, oh yeah. It's, Twitters so, is weird about like nothing can be long. Yeah, so we're at Dissectomania where you can follow us, uh, posting funny pictures and trying to do some stuff like that. We've also got the Instagram. The yeah, uh, di- catch Dissectomania. I guess. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Catch Dissectomania. In fact, that can be our stickers. Yeah, let's talk about that for a moment. If you're listening to this show, there's some of you out there we know. 30 at last count, which is pretty exciting. We're, we're happy to have it. We're glad you're all out Welcome there, back. Dissectomaniacs. But this is the, the plea we have for you. Tell a friend. In fact, tell two friends. If every Dissectomaniac tells two friends, and then those Dissectomaniacs also tell two friends, suddenly we have, like, a fan base. Hang on, let me count. It's 180. It's 210 people. Yeah. Exponential growth. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, and it just keeps going. So if you're listening to the show, if you like the show, tell but a friend. I, I guess then one of us is getting stabbed, like that movie. <laughs> what do you mean? Pay it forward. Have you not seen that movie? Uh, no. Spoiler alert, uh, Haley Jolisman <laughs> dies at the end of that one. Seriously? He gets stabbed and dies. <laughs> How? A kid on the playground stabs him. From, for Because of the paying it forward? Nope, just because. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Hold on. So the the the, the movie of the plot of that it's movie is a very is, sweet like pay it forward be nice to others and, and then, then he, he gets, gets murdered uh huh that's so like nihilistic fatalistic horrible monster yep. stuff <laughs> that's, that's seriously the end of that movie uh huh I mean I could be get he I mean, there might be a reason behind it. I think the kid's a bully either way either way I don't think Caleb Osmond like deserved to get stabbed <laughs> in the playground so we're gonna call he that. was like a racist or something yeah terrible. sort of he was like oh except black people they don't deserve this stab. <laughs> Then it's, like, warranted, but he was a good kid. Wow, all right. Yeah, well, spoiler alerts. We just ruined a movie that came out 20 years ago. So, anyway, if you like the show, tell a friend. This is the short version. You know, we're on the Facebook, facebook.com <coughs> slash Dissecting the 80s. We're on the Instagrams. At Dissecting the 80s. And Dissectomania on Twitter. Uh, we, you know, we're available on podcast apps all over the place. Uh, Stitch- podcast apps all over the place. Stitcher, the iTunes uh podcast app and what was the new one we discovered today? we're on a lot of different feeds so if, if you're finding us on podcast a different, unlimited I think yeah um i use overcast myself so Over, yeah. 
uh, whatever you use to get us, if there's a possibility to rate and review the show, we would really appreciate that. Even if you don't like us and you want to say one star, these guys are dummies, that's fine. Also, if you listen to other podcasts that are growing, you could tell them about us too. Sure. Yeah. Cross promote. Yeah, whatever. We'll do a crossover app. We're not above I, it. There are some podcasts I love that I would love to do. Like, hey. Yeah. Let's shout out. Yeah. So if you like the show, tell a friend is the, is the new slogan here. Uh, we, we, we like this. We like doing it. And we want to keep doing it for a long time. But it helps to have people out there listening. That said, Indeed. this week we're here to talk about we're revisiting a franchise for the first time in the show's history. I know. Uh, Jaws 3D. Is it, three, is it Jaws 3D? It is officially Jaws 3D. Uh, the home video versions are called Jaws 3 because they don't have... 3D opening. Yes. <laughs> that would be a much better title. It's Bob's Burgers. <laughs> do you remember that? I do, okay. but it would be a much better title for this. We gotta go back, Marty. We gotta go dissect the 80s. And the powers explode. I'm talking about the 80s. What you gonna do when Hulkamania runs wild on you? Mad Mega Power Team. This movie has the coolest credits, I think. Other than, I guess, other than uh, License to Drive, which had really visually interesting credits. I think, textually, is that a word? Sure. Textually, it had the most interesting credits. You mean the text was cool? No, I mean the fact that it was le- it said suggested by the novel Jaws oh, by yeah. Peter Benchley. <laughs> yes, that's something I need to talk about And as well. Shark Theme by John Williams. And they did the thing where they show the, a few titles and then they show the title of the movie. And it kind of does the classic fly toward... It like scoops up from the bottom of the screen and then goes towards you. And I had to rewind to verify, but the title bites you. Mm-hmm. It comes up in two halves, the top half and the bottom half, with jagged shark teeth, which mm-hmm. you can't really tell because it's Text. the word Jaws and yeah. then three Ro- the Roman numeral three. Yeah. And it goes clunk mm-hmm. and like a bite sound effect, which this movie is full of great bite sound effects. Yes. I was like, did the title of this movie just bite me? And I had to rewind and go, yeah, yeah. that movie, yeah. the title just bit bite, you. Just yeah. bit me. So uh, one Suggested of the things... By, what do you yeah, well, along those lines, so talking about credits here this movie is actually written by carl gottlieb and richard matheson why do those names sound amazingly familiar carl gottlieb wrote the original jaws and a whole host of other things huge oh. huge major screen writer. richard matheson is a legendary and i don't throw that word around lightly a legendary writer for for science fiction he is the guy who wrote the original book that uh, i am legend is based on oh. well, i am legend is the title of the book i forget i have that book yeah he, that's that's what i've known his name from but richard matheson wrote episodes of the twilight zone he was just a great, great, wonderful science fiction writer, and he is totally slumming it here. And no, no judgment. Like, there's nothing wrong with slumming it for a paycheck now and then. Mm-hmm. But this is a guy. The worst places to slum it. What dreams may come. A stir of echoes, which is not a super great movie, but he's you know a guy who wrote a lot of really he's penned some movies, right? And and the books that movies are based on. He wait. Just, are, what dreams was what dreams may come a book first? Yes. Oh, so he wrote the book. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He wrote a lot of just incredible stuff. And and as a screenwriter, too, has has lots of great credits. Twi- like I said, Twilight Zone, he wrote Duel, which is... Uh, Wait, uh, he wrote Duel? Mm-hmm. He wrote what, t- what year was that? 71. Damn it. <laughs> I got really excited. It's pre-Jaws. Ah, Pre-Jaws. gotcha. But he, I mean, he's a guy, he wrote uh, the short story that Real Steel is based on. Real Steel? That, uh, the robot movie? Mm-hmm. 
with the punching robots. I thought real steel. Oh, I thought I was just saying that it was just rock and soccer and robots. That movie, the the box that came out, where it's like if you if you push this box, somebody dies. You I thought it was a Stephen King book. No, he wrote the short story Button Button that that's based on. I mean, you're talking about I a guy. Could, hang on, I remember reading a Stephen King short story of the same premise of the million dollar box, but maybe Are you talking about the one with the smoking. Smoking. Yeah, with the rats. Yeah. I could have sworn it was like if you push this button, someone dies. It was the same premise. I thought it was Stephen King. No, it's Richard Matheson. In any case, he's a guy who was a, just a, a great science fiction writer. And Carl Gottlieb is no slouch himself. You know, the original Jaws is one of one of the top best five movies, movies ever. I've... Yeah, he's an incredibly, incredibly talented screwdriver. And screwdriver. Acor- yep. According to them, there is. I mean, Carl Gottlieb wrote The Jerk. Ah, oh, with Bernadette Peters and Steve Martin, who yeah. I totally put in the wrong order. For yes, that yes, that is. <laughs> it's just that I love Bernadette Peters. Yeah, it is. That is a movie with starring Steve Martin and Bernadette Peters. <laughs> Note the, the pause. If you disrespect Bernadette Peters, I don't have a problem have with Bernadette Peters. But let's let's call it what it is. She is not at all the person you should be excited about. I there. I love Bernadette Peters, the original witch in Into the Woods. Also, a lot of other Broadway shows. <laughs> now, Gottlieb didn't write as much good stuff as Matheson, I'll be honest. But yeah. if you write Jaws, you can coast the rest of your career as far as I'm concerned. Pretty much. I mean, you can just take a break and you hang them up. So I'm these sure guys... he's still rank- breaking in money. Yeah, Yesterday, so. they ran all the Jaws movies. Yeah. So he's... Th- that, uh... What is it? Royalties? Royalties. That royalties yeah. check's got to be huge. Yeah, I would hope so. So anyway, these guys are super talented, and according to an interview I read with Richard Matheson, there was a really good version of this movie that they came up with. Really? Yeah. Not the one that they filmed. Because the idea is interesting, of, you know, yeah, the shark that wasn't the SeaWorld. That, that was not the was original. SeaWorld not part of it no, at all? No, no. It was completely different. Really? Yeah, I forget. Forgive me for what exactly they talked about, but now it's I want to... After this, you're going to have to show me. Yeah. The, he, he, it was, was a... The two things that were pitched for this is one was going to be sort of a spoof of shark movies, and they were Universal was like flat out, no, you can't. We're not going to make the spoof of our own movie. That's not appropriate. Uh, and flat, fast forward thirty years, when they're, that's exactly what we're doing now. Yeah, uh, it, had it been a properly done sort of meta thing, I don't know if it would have been great. Might have been great now. I don't know if it would have been great then. But uh, the other thing is that the director of this movie, Joe Alvarez, is the guy who designed the shark in the first two movies. Shut up! And somehow was able to get the promotion to directing the third. Wow, that's kind of impressive. Go o- him. Only movie he directed. I mean, hey, he he talked his way into this one. <laughs> right. So, the other thing to start off here is, as we ramble into a long intro, I cannot believe that they got approval from SeaWorld to use their name and logos and Shamu and the name Shamu and all of this stuff. It's because SeaWorld has never really painted it in a negative light in this movie. But everyone dies. Like, a bunch of SeaWorld employees and park visitors get eaten. I'm trying to think how many, not many, I don't think any visitors get eaten. Yeah. There's several, several deaths. No visitors, though. I get maybe. They keep the guests safe. If you'll notice, the guests are always made safe in this movie. Yeah, I guess you're right, but still, like, it's not exactly... Go- it's, there's no way in hell this movie's getting set in a Disney World park. Oh, hell no. Well, you, assuming they had a water park that would be relevant for this. Yeah. There's no way in hell. It's crazy to me that a major theme park was like, oh, yeah, you can just totally use our name. Well, I'm trying to think, like... I feel like even in the top rankings of, you know, U.S. theme parks, SeaWorld has to be low on the list of top ten. You mean, like, now post-Blackfish? Not post-Blackfish, just in general. Like, because in I my... Mean, pre-Blackfish, I have to imagine it's... Well, in my head, SeaWorld's mostly, like, aquarium. There's like, rides. But are there a lot of rides? Is it, like... The one in Florida has a fair number of rides. I don't well, know about it. Well, the one in Florida, I know, has 
the Manta, which is supposed to be one of the best roller coasters. Right. Like my roller coaster junkie friend Scott is all about the Manta. Yeah, I I don't know in 1983 how many rides they had, but I, looking at the movie. I, the movie didn't really show many rides. It showed a lot of like right, focus I, on the sea life. But I think that was also a, a part of the fact of showing people riding a roller coaster is not exciting because the, if you're on a roller coaster, you're safe from Jaws. I mean, keep that in mind, folks, if you're traveling to the New England area or the <laughs> South Carolina area. Yeah, really. This is an appropriate time. I should We should have said five minutes ago, this is our official Shark Week episode. It is. Yeah, so hashtag Shark Week. Hashtag Andrew is obsessed with sharks. Uh, this movie might be as factually accurate as the bulk of the programming on Shark Week anymore. Yeah. Although, here's my thing. They do have the uh, Air Jaws. Put that on, throw it on mute, pull up some classical music, and just watch sharks leap out of the ocean. Or just listen to us. I mean, you can do that too. But, I mean, it's, sometimes it's hard to like focus on two things. But it's really, it's weirdly beautiful to listen to... That, like, Italian, like, when you're in a good Italian restaurant, they have, like, the sort of soft-listening opery stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, the shark just leaps out of the It's like, oh, yeah, and it just leaps out. It's, it's really cool. Okay. I love sharks. <laughs> I do, too. But the two biggest shows on Shark Week the last couple of years, the one where they pro- proclaimed that... The mermaids? Well, that was Animal Planet. Oh. But there was one that claimed the Megalodon was still a thing. The, but, but it was the joke right like nope it, it was legitimately it was, tried it, to say it, that? it was presented as if it was factual entertainment because oh. it fooled a lot of people on the twitters it was like the mermaid thing from Animal yeah Planet. but okay. this was all shark related and then they did another megalodon ish terrible thing last year so you're probably getting as much shark facts out of jaws 3d as you are in any shark week programming at this point there are i can name a couple facts one fact that there are no great white sharks in captivity in, in north america mm-hmm. in the world yeah so that's a fact they die that is a fact. Yeah. So, there you go. You did. I learned. Yeah. So, uh, the movie starts with, we're at SeaWorld, mm-hmm. and we're doing some SeaWorldy things. We're, we're we've that. got a, a show of water, water skiers. skiers. Thank you. I was going to say skydivers, and I was like... I wish. That'd be no. cool. Uh, so, the, they're jet skiing, water skiing all over this place, and then suddenly a shark just enters through a gate, sneaks in the back door, essentially. It, it, at this point, I was like, wait a minute. Is this shark the Indominus Rex from Jurassic <laughs> World? Because it's been, it seems to be sort of like plotting and waiting and yes. figuring out that's how the humans get in. So I'm going to sneak in. This is where the Jaws shark, hereafter referred to as Bruce, is starting to be intelligent. Mm, well, it's the mom. It's, it's, his, it's Bruce's wife, I think. Did they explain the relationship? Well, no, Bruce died in the first one. Right. And then in the second one. Also, that shark died. Yeah. And now we're at least on shark number three. Who had a baby. Who had baby. A baby. So I assumed it was Bruce's wife, but and I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe it was Bruce, Bruce's brother, Bruce's wife is this one. Okay. And then baby got resurrected for the fourth one. <laughs> no, remember? Jaws 4 skips. There's oh, no Jaws continuity. 4 is no Jaws 3. That's yeah. right. This, so Jaws 4 is just Bruce's wife. Again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. Mrs. Voorhees. Bruce, uh. Brusetta, 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 and Baby Tomato, Brusetta Junior. Yeah, break into SeaWorld, mm-hmm. and but they don't show you both. 
No, we don't know that there's two sharks, which is something I had an issue with later because suddenly there were two sharks and I was going, wait, we never established two sharks at any point in this timeline. But I kind of liked that. I feel like that's something that like the uh, a nice twist of, wait, there's been two sharks this whole fucking time. Right, right. It's kind of cool. So we meet Dennis Quaid, who is playing the older of the Brody brothers, Mm -hmm. whose name is... He is good looking, like... He's trim. He is fit. He is nicely done in this movie. Right, and he is, is it Michael or Sean. He's Michael because wait, just watched Jaws two <laughs> the other night, so I was like, oh, Mikey fell in the water. No, um, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's Michael. Okay, because I'm pretty sure they say my baby brother Sean. So Dennis Quaid is playing Michael Mike Brody. Mike Brody, the older of the Brody brothers. Some kind of an architect engineer. Yeah. He's he's the one in thought charge. he was going to be a marine biologist of some kind. So did I. That's the that's let's let's get into that. So the hero of this movie should be the marine biologist. There's no all intents and purposes that lady. She's with the, the hero. terrible haircut. Yeah, should have been. She is the hero of the movie, and I can't recall what her name is, but she should. K. Bess Armstrong. Yeah. Okay. Kay should absolutely be the hero of this movie. She knows all the facts about sharks. She's the one getting in the water and doing the cool stuff for the majority of the, the, the time of this movie. And she is just kicking all kinds of butt where Dennis Quaid is just farting around on a jet ski for most of this thing. But she's a lady, Trip. She has a vagina. But then How is not, she supposed to be the star? But then why wouldn't you just make him the marine biologist and another person be the one who's welding shit together? I think... Because this movie made the point of why the hell, if the Brody family is so against sharks, which they reasonably should be, why the hell would he be like, you know what I want to do? I want to study fish. Yeah. Let's study some fish. Right. Well, I mean, in the next movie, he is a marine biologist. Yeah, which doesn't make sense. Well, yeah. But I just, the whole time, I'm thinking, he is not the hero of this story. She is. Mm -hmm. And he's portrayed as the hero. Oh, yeah. He's billed. He's everything is him as the hero. Yeah. Anyway, so he's an engineer. He's got to do all sorts of engineering Dating tasks. Lady marine biologist. Yes, and doctor. his brother. Is she a doctor? I think she says she's a doctor. I think so. Fires. His brother's coming to visit, mm-hmm. and that's sort of the catalyst of the movie. And there's a big time uh, marine photographer. Yes, coming. Who to is visit your SeaWorld. stereotypical French guy? Is he French? His accent vexed me. Well, he it changes about every five scenes, but okay. he is, I believe, supposed to be a snooty Frenchman. But anyway, the, one of my favorite early moments here with Dennis Quaid is there, he's on one of those early jet skis that's the stand-up really type. The cool one. Yeah, the, I the wish I had now. Wave Race 64. It's a basically, for those of you who don't know, it's basically the Razor scooter of water mm-hmm. travel, so it's a small little board you stand on, you lift up the handlebar and you... Away. Right. And you, you kind of stand uh, heel-toe kind of you know kind of crouched but he gets on this thing and he gives it too much gas and the thing makes a the jet ski makes a major s curve and he saves it but clearly he almost ate shit starting this i didn't catch that one but i totally caught his dismount in half a second yeah he slams (laughs) into the dock to get off this thing just as hard as you could possibly and do it. stumble runs, like, at least five <laughs> steps. And then doesn't tie up the jet ski, doesn't no. go back to... He just... He slams it into the dock, jumps off, stumbles, catches himself, and then just keeps walking like a badass. And it's just preposterous. Like, dude, we saw that. Right. We watched that happen. And it's just... There's no reason for him to be jet skiing all over this movie, except for the fact that he probably wanted lessons or something. Although, I think... I would I would think that, that that seems a practical way to get around, especially with the big thing they built. Oh, for sure, it would be the logical thing to do. The whole crux of this movie is that they SeaWorld has built this what they call the undersea kingdom, mm-hmm. and it's uh, basically uh, an underwater tube system, so a, a cross of tubes with, with a, a hub in the middle, right? And you can explore the different worlds, which 
looking at it actually sounds amazing. Right, but also incredibly dangerous. Oh, yeah, I mean, the way they handled it was poor, was horrible. Even without the shark danger, I mean, it's it's a, I mean, it's a, got the liability of having human beings several you know fathoms underwater. Because they're like 20, 25 feet down, as far as I can tell. Are they? Well, they're I'm, pretty significantly underwater, because when they do the, the big welding thing at the end, it's it's deep. That's true. I, if it wasn't so deep, because the shark tunnel at the Camden Aqu- Adventure Aquarium, yeah. I love that. And I love the feeling of just sort of being surrounded by it without right. getting wet. Right, and it's just cool. being able to look. And I was I saw that, and I just thought, that sounds amazing. And I wish that was a real thing, that I could just walk through this underwater tube system. Oh, it would be incredible. I mean, th- there are certainly underwater things that are human inhabitable. It just seems like it would be a major liability to be the scale that this is. Mm-hmm. We first we see our first whale, and I believe it is the original Shamu, based on the timing of this movie. I think so. And or have we met Cindy and Sandy before we meet Shamu? We see the whale first. Okay. Uh, and the reason I know that is because I wrote, oh, that's a very sad-looking whale. No, you didn't see his eyes because it had the sad fin thing. Oh, the droopy fin. Mm-hmm. Does that mean sad? Yes. I never knew that meant sad. The only time whales have flopped over fins is when they're in captivity. I did not know that. Yeah, I haven't seen blackfish, I haven't and either. it's not that I am not in support of the mission of blackfish because I think it's good and noble, and I'm glad that people are calling attention out to poor treatment of animals. I just can't watch it because it's going to be the saddest. And I also have a uh, I have a real struggle with documentaries. Oh, I love documentaries. I know. I love them when they're not so pointed. Like if it's just sort of general information about a topic, kind of a thing. But but like when it's something that's so pointed is like this is clearly written to destroy SeaWorld, and this is shot and edited. Yeah, but if it's and I, I'm not. I'm not trying to say that you know SeaWorld needs to not be destroyed. I'm not trying to say anything. I don't know either way. I'm still compiling my research and forming my own opinions about what I think is the real and what. Oh, I think, I think you would watch the, the documentary as part of that. But okay, well, we're not going to get bogged down in the, the documentary. In any case, SeaWorld does some shitty things to their animals. I can say that I am yes, I would. That, that is probably that is a fact. I listened to a podcast by one of their whale their trainers about. I mean, whales at SeaWorld is a sad thing. We're not going to talk about that anymore because it's a whole potted industry on itself and that's where you combine podcast and cottage into pottage it's a oh. pottage industry okay i made it up by mistake just now we meet our first dead meat of the movie and you know how i like dead meat we do it is a uh, one of my favorite things to see in a movie like this when you're introduced to your just absolutely clear dead meat guys we see them real early and it's very uh, hey can we get some overtime for doing this thing no no i said no overtime did we need that line? Nope. Whoever wrote this movie? No. Did Carl, Carl, Richard. Carl and Richard, did we need that? No? Cool. You guys are... <laughs> Got it. I don't okay. think it's that. Think, I'm not going to I'm not gonna impugn Carl and Richard. I think everyone had like a low-level buzz. I am not going to impugn Carl and Richard. I'll impugn. We get our first kill with Captain Deadmeat, who's been told to get back in the water and examine why the gate won't close. Oh, okay, yeah. We, okay, yes. So he's swimming around down there. No, he wasn't supposed to do it on his own. No. OSHA was like, clearly, they, that not, shouldn't be allowed. Right. Because in what universe should you be at night scuba diving at the edge of a gate that will take you to the open ocean? Right. Alone. Or doing any repair job like that without a spotter or someone to assist or anything mm-hmm. like that. I mean, a lifeline. Right. It's catastrophically stupid. So, of course, he gets eaten very quickly. Yep. Because the shark is already inside yeah. at this point. Yeah, exactly. And that's when we get one of the second... I think it's the second time we get the amazing bite sounds. It literally is cartoon 
Yes. <laughs> like if I wish I had a piece of chicken bone to break and yeah. like a piece of cabbage to bite into. It would, that's exactly what it sounds like. It's really, really aggressive foley and nothing. For underwater sounds. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Underwater. I, 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 don't get me wrong. When a shark eats a human being, surely there's bone crunching sounds, but it wouldn't sound like it does in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's preposterously stupid. It sounds more like tiger sounds. Yes. Or like jungle animal yeah, eating sounds. Exactly. So he goes missing. Michael shows up. Sean shows, Sean up. shows up. Excuse me. Thank you. And we go into the bar, and suddenly they're playing the world's stupidest bar game called Standoff. Is that ever a thing? Was it ever a thing? I don't know. I mean, I Googled it to be like, what is this stupid game? And it, it is a game that exists. Okay, because I, I had never heard of it before this movie, and I was kind of thinking it was something that was like, did they make that for the movie? I had never seen it before, but it's possible. So that Sean could call attention to his dick. <laughs> because that's how, totally how he wins. Oh, he does. Because patriarchy. The way that you play Standoff is to put your hands to get like arms out elbows bent hands together facing each other and you push and try to absorb the energy of the other person so if someone pushes you kind of like absorb with your arms and don't move your body mm-hmm. and the idea is to either push someone backward or uh, not be knocked backward that's i mean the opposite yeah. not fall backwards and so we are introduced sean is apparently the stand what's it called standoff the standoff world champion yeah the standoff they call him. world champion of the northwest and the west coast or yeah. the northeast and the west coast so this game is very popular in the 1980s popular. and we are reintroduced to good time long time friend of the show leah thompson that's right she makes a triumphant return to dissecting the 80s with better hair this time way Much better, hair. better hair way worse role right <laughs> can we switch hairs <laughs> yeah i really think we need to put the howard the duck hair in this movie and this hair in that movie i agree to just match the performance because she is one given less than nothing to do i would i would if if you timed it she probably has about as much on-screen time as much dialogue as the dinosaurs had on-screen time in jurassic park <laughs> I, 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 about nine I'm, minutes. I'm not going to do the stopwatch, but you're probably not wrong. The other thing about it is she has a super cool job, and still she's super boring. Yeah, she's a performer. I mean, performer at SeaWorld is a pre. It's not like the coolest job. I feel like being the marine biologist at SeaWorld is kind of a cool oh, it's, job. It's it's not the coolest job in this movie, but it's a cool job that we should see cool stuff about. And instead, she's just well, because probably a Thompson can't water ski. Which is why we never actually see her on the water skis. That's true. Even she though just, that's clearly just, supposed to be her job. She just comes out looking wet sometimes. It's mm-hmm. very, very strange. And she's like, she's dressed in what looks like a German garb. Like the boys are in later hose and yeah, the girls are in those like I beer fest. That's, I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't write I didn't that note that. I, so, <laughs> we're jumping all over the place. But at a certain point, we see the show that they're performing at SeaWorld. That little dance number thing. Well, like there's a, ca- like, a castle show, if you're familiar with Disney parks well, at all. Well, there's your standard, like, goofy, slapsticky, Branson, Missouri type comedy of, like, two rednecks getting knocked down, falling in the mud, mud tripping over each other, fighting, etc., etc. But behind them, as they're having that fight, is a water ski show where it seems. Well, it's, it's the two jet skiers, the human cannonballs, isn't it? Yes, but also the water skiers are being pulled towards That's at the that same too. time? Yes. That is so much entertainment <laughs> at once, guys. But also, it doesn't like. There's no cohesive theme to it except that, like, the jet skiers and there's a pig. There's a pig. Uh, there's a yeah. fur costume pig. Yeah, it's just complete gibberish. But let's get there when we get there. I'm sorry. Let's let's but get. Let's come up. Be aware. Yeah. So, so Leah wins and- by saying, "My fly, my fly is undone." 
To which she goes, huh? And, and he knocks her over. She looks square at the dick. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I have to imagine that I probably would too. Oh, yeah. If someone's like, if you're playing a hand-to-hand game with someone, so they're like, hey, I'm hanging brain, I'm going to be like, what? Are you? Yeah, and then I'm going to get knocked over. So she has to buy the beers because she's the big loser. Mm-hmm. And then Dennis Quaid. Champagne of the working class. That's right. Miller High Life, Disgusting Life's baby. beer. Miller High Life's baby. Well. You've drank a Miller High Life? Of course. <laughs> I went to college. Okay. I just I never would have guessed. It's awful. It's the champagne of beers. So let's not impugn it. It is. The- I drank quite a few of them in my day. So have I. I hate it. <laughs> so I forget Leah Thompson's character's name. I'm just going to call her Leah Thompson. Is there with Sean. And they go back to the table with Michael and Kay. And... Sean and Leah Thompson are like, we're going to get out of here because Michael and Kay are just making out at the table. Mm-hmm. Just like, groping no, 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 each no, other. It's or did I get that Michael backwards? and Kay? Yeah. Michael and Kay. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Michael and Kay are just like making out of the table and they, they get, they're like, we're going to leave. And they're like, no, stay. Stay what? Stay and watch oh, you make out? This like, is weird now. You're my brother. <laughs> I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch you make out. I just want to That go. was my thing. I'm like, if, if I came to visit you at a, at a place, like if I lived where I live now in Pennsylvania, which yeah. is close enough to Amity, I'll say. And you lived in Florida, and I came to visit you, and you were just like, "Nah, I'm gonna hang out. With my, I'm gonna go make out this whole time." I'd right. be like, "Well, then why the fuck am I here?" Yeah, make out at night after you've gone to bed. Do a little. I am here to visit you. Yeah, do stuff with your brother. Have have your make out time later in the day. So she, uh, Leah Thompson, brings Sean back to SeaWorld after hours right. for a little canoodle. That's right. At the same time... They're both drunk, by the way. Oh, hammered. And, and you know how we know? Because they're falling down. Yep. And you know what's worse about it? They decide, oh, we're just going to do the opening from Jaws part now. But we, we forgot that there's two guys also in the water. Right. We'll get there. But I'm, they happen... It's sort of a... a simultaneous, simultaneous situation. But Leah Thompson literally says, come in, the water's fine, as she strips swimming. down and swimming in the water. No, stop it. You can't just put the good parts of good movies into your bad movie. It doesn't make them better. Also, stop if, it. If I had the traumatic experience that the Brodies had, like <laughs> yes. just just to be clear, guys, uh, in the second movie, Sean is the cause of two people of one wor- one girl dying because he falls in the water and the girl tries to help him onto a little boat and the girl gets eaten so it's his fault as she like saves his life she gets eaten in half yeah and so his fault <laughs> first movie his dad has to go fight the shark but also remember his brother was out in the attacked. bay and got attacked and then he was like sitting in the beach being probably too young sand to castle. remember it making a sand castle but so there's a lot of shark shit in this movie yeah and all it takes to get him in the ocean water, with a lagoon, but ocean water, is a kiss and an okay set of boobs. <laughs> like a decent set of boobs. To be fair, Leah Thompson is a beautiful woman, but I, I don't care. It could be 15 beautiful women who are like, we're all going to simultaneously have sex with you if you come in the ocean. I don't think you know how sex works. <laughs> I'm not doing it. If I'm him, there's no nothing. In what universe? I wouldn't even get in a pool. No, I would be afraid to take a shit. <laughs> I wouldn't want... Uh, bathtubs would terrify me. Standing showers only. Yeah. I mean... Can I get this tub removed and replaced <laughs> with a standing shower? Can we get an extra large drain that can never, ever clog? Because if the water starts to pool around my ankles, <laughs> I'm out! <laughs> Wiley Coyote. Like, there's a Sean-shaped hole in the wall. I'm not even filling the sink with soapy water to do big pile of dishes. Mm-mm. Never. Never. I am never submerged in water again. For the Puddles terrify with me. 
Never, ever, ever am I getting submerged. If the rest and all it takes is Leah Thompson to kiss him and shimmy her boobs at him. Right. So while this stupid thing is happening, two more dead meat guys show up, breaking into SeaWorld with a rowboat Trying to steal coral. Trying to steal coral. coral. <laughs> Why is coral... The, the, why not like a fish? They I don't sh- know. They should have been trying to steal a fish. They should have been trying to do just breaking into SeaWorld for shits and giggles. Well, no, because then why would they have gone out to the middle of the lagoon? I don't know. That seems that seems like a weird thing. Or maybe they're environmentalists who are like trying to break this thing and be like, "You can't keep the fish here." I think SeaWorld would have been okay with that. <laughs> that's why. That's why they did the steal the coral. That's the answer. Yeah. That's one hundred percent the answer. Yeah, because that they're bad guys. They're trying to break in and steal. That's so their death is sort of justified by the shark killing them. Like they should have been there anyway. That's true. They're they're dum dums. That's what it is. Fair enough. So the one guy goes down in the water. The other guy's in the boat holding on to his lifeline. All of a sudden, his light goes out. Yep. And the guy's like, come on, and starts pulling on it. It's reverse <laughs> fishing, where the fish fish for people, <laughs> and he gets pulled in the water. He has a lifeline to the guy underwater, is, is the, 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 the line. I said that. Oh, okay. So he has the you said his light goes out, I thought. Oh, he has the lifeline, and then his light, said his uh, light goes uh, out. Forgive me, I'm sorry. Gets pulled in the water, gets eaten, and then the shark bites their raft and pulls it under the water. It's for like s- an inflatable dinghy. But, like, why? <laughs> It, for, it just hides the evidence. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> the shark is the indominus. The, the shark is a very, very Brilliant. clever killer who's hiding the tracks. Because it also, at this point... Because if that raft had stayed in the water, red flags everywhere. Right. And at this, shortly after this, the first guy who's gone missing, they're like, well, where'd the guy go? They can't find the body because the shark also hid his body. Yes. This is a very, very, hid very... Spanish galleon. <laughs> very intelligent shark. So. Meanwhile, Dennis Quaid and Kay are having like a long, heartfelt kind of conversation about he's trying to convince she's trying to convince him to go to Venezuela. He's trying. He's he has a job offer in Venezuela. Okay, Venezuela. and he wants her to come along. Yes, and the score for this scene is nightmarishly creepy. It's like really it's like, soft piano music. It's like Nightmare on Elm Street. It's so bizarre. And then they see Leah Thompson's car and decide to go fool like mess mess around with them. And so they shine the flashlight out in the water, and they have a bullhorn. And yes. Like, you two canoodlers, get out of the water. And he, he, they don't know it's them. Then right. They figure out it's them, and there's all rough housing and throwing people in the water. Right. So, so just to be clear, the scorecard for Dennis Quaid as Michael in this movie is, one, Sean, come visit me and look at me make up with my girlfriend. Two, you should hit, hook up with this hot chick. Three, I'm going to cockblock you from doing it. Yes. Also, how sad is it that my first thought when everyone was being thrown in the water was like oh my god they're cell phones <laughs> not a problem in 1983 no but i was like oh oh wait a minute that's that's old timey isn't it <laughs> so they don't i even have walkmans nope and i will say this the guy who plays mikey michael whatever mm-hmm. they call sean him, sean thank you i mean you mean dennis quaid nope sean is the worst actor in this movie and i'm including the animatronic shark he is the woodenest, stone-facedest actor I've seen in a long, See, long time. I can't tell if I think that's worse or the uh, complete other end of the spectrum is worse. Which meaning? The, like, over the ridiculous over-actor. I would rather have somebody go over the top in a shitty movie than be like, uh, no, I, I had a... I well, Sean's also not in a lot of the movie. No. Now that I think about it, no, he's, he's really not. Very briefly, yeah. They shoehorn them in. He and Leah Thompson are, might as well not have been there. You know what the other thing I was surprised by? There's no phone call home from mom or dad. Right? 
I was totally expecting like a phone call to Brody's like, hey, Ma, I got here fine. Here's Michael. But I, I don't think they wanted to come back. I don't think they wanted to come back either. Except but. here's the thing. Ellen Brody, I wish that they had done that cameo and then she could have been the only actress who <laughs> appeared in all four Jaws movies. Except for Bruce. Except for Bruce. Actress. <laughs> Although, I don't know. We don't know. Maybe... And that's the point where we meet now, after we get this whole cockblock thing out of the way, we meet Nigel Dushton, the photographer who's here to photograph And Lou Gossett Jr. Yeah. We really Gossett, get to meet Lou Gossett Jr. Jr. is... He, Nailing it. <laughs> well, first of all, yes. But he is playing a weird conglomeration between the mayor from the... First movie. Mayor Vaughn from the original Jaws, and the other... Uh, he's not the mayor. He's the like head of Costa Rica, or whatever the hell they are in Jaws 4. Oh, he's like a weird. Those two characters, like obviously the fourth one doesn't exist in this uni- mm-hmm. universe, but the character that is played in that movie is so similar to the character that it's like a crossover between Mayor Vaughn and that guy, and he's like this crazy egomaniac of like, oh, my park's got to be ready. We got to be ready on time, and also don't shut down for any reason. It's like a we. It's like I was gonna say it's like it's like John Hammond, but he was okay with shutting it down when it was necessary. Yeah, when the Pirates of the Caribbean started eating the tourists, he yeah, was he like, was like, okay, give it the next. Yeah, this is where we get with because Lord Dushington tries to hit on Kay, and rather than Kay say, "Hey, I have a boyfriend," she just makes some coy dolphin reference and leaves. Well, also he says the horrible thing to her of like, "Oh, I'm here to meet the head of the marine biology. It must not be you because obviously you have a vagina." Does he? I didn't get that tone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He 100% is like, you're obviously not in charge because you're a woman. Who's in charge here? And she's like, me. And then she, like, sasses him, and the dolphins jump out of the water. With her stupid haircut. The dolphins, like, leap up, like, and then she's like, yeah, that's right. Mm Mm-hmm. And they snap. Yeah. They come out of the water and snap their fins <laughs> yeah. and slide back in. Yeah, and then she's like, yeah, you saw Nessie and Bessie back there. Sandy and Cindy. <laughs> Whatever. They are the stars of this movie. They certainly are like fourth build. I, w- I, w- I think Sandy and Cindy are the unsung heroes of this film. Well, they're certainly the best actors in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't Dennis Quaid. I'll give Dennis Quaid some credit. Oh, I was going to talk about this later, but let's talk about this now. So for some reason in my head, Dennis Quaid is in the good actor category. Same, and then he's not. There's no reason for him to be. He's the parent trap. That's all I know him from. (laughs) But he's been like I've seen a bunch of movies he's in. He's not in any good movies. I mean, the parent trap of Lindsay Lohan, but (laughs) I mean, he's perfectly fine in that. But that's when he's in full on dad stage of his career. Oh yeah. So like he's dadding it up. Yeah, I I went was looking at his IMDb while I was watching this movie, and I could not think of a single good Dennis Quaid movie. Even to like even if you pulled it up and cheated right now, I would you'd be hard pressed to find a good. (sighs) Yeah. He has a couple of watchable movies. He's in that baseball movie, The Rookie, that's okay. Oh, the Disney one? Yeah. He's in a movie called, like, Signals or something like that, where he has a ham radio and he has some weird... Frequency? Yeah. Oh, he's in Frequency! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoy Frequency. It's a perfectly fine movie. That is one of the four VHS tapes our grandmother has in her back room. (laughs) But that movie came out in, like, late 90s? Ham radios were still a thing, so let's say mid. Well, ham radios are still a thing now. Are they though? I mean, among ham radios, look, <laughs> among ham radios, look. Let's not alienate the ham radio operator portion of the dissector maniacs. I'm sorry, okay? all half of you. <laughs> Listen, I'm not alienating anybody with a hobby. We're here talking to each other into microphones for an audience of, of two. So thirty, <laughs> thirty-two. <laughs> anyway, I just don't want to impugn the ham radio operators enthusiasts. But I cannot, like, it's, 
I don't know. I, I'm glad it's also you. It must be because like mom likes him or something. Because I'm just always like, oh, Dennis Quaid. Because I always think he's another actor. When I was little, I always just thought he was another actor. Who did you think he was? Uh, Harrison Ford a lot. <laughs> okay, well, uh, Randy Quaid. No, Randy Quaid. <laughs> Randy Quaid is his brother. Yeah, I was always like, oh, but th- that's what I wanted to say. I think Randy Quaid has had the better career. Oh, for sure, National Lampoon. Yeah, like he's in Vacation and Vacation Christmas Vacation, and if nothing else, that beats out everything that Dennis Quaid has been in. Oh, for sure, he, he's been. In, he was in all four, wasn't he? No, he's not in European Vacation. Oh, he's in, so he's in three of them. Possible. Of stay them? tuned, by the way. Mm. He's in Vegas and... He's in Vegas and he's and in Christmas, Christmas. And he's in regular. Yeah. He's also in Independence Day. Oh, he is in Independence Day! He's in Brokeback Mountain as a major part of it. I've never seen Brokeback Mountain. He's really funny in Kingpin. I mean, look at his IMDb here. Last Picture Show. I mean, he's in some good movies. He's in a lot of garbage. I mean, because he, he knows what he's good at. And there's always a market for... The Ice Harvest, really nice indie movie from the mid-2000s. I don't know the Ice Harvest. I need to bone up my Randy Quaid, apparently. Right. Randy Quaid has been in some solid movies. You go over to Dennis, and you're like, you got The Day After Tomorrow, Vantage Point, Frequency. like The th- Rookie. Yeah, The Rookie. Like This is hot garbage. And even if you go back to the 80s, when he was like early heyday, when he became like the bigger actor, you're talking about things more along the lines of... Gorp. Gorp. <laughs> Isn't that a food? He was an extra in... Isn't Gorp like a trail mix? Good old Raises the Peanuts. Yeah, it's trail mix. <laughs> well, he was the mad grossman in a movie called Gorp in 1980. He was an extra in Stripes. This is like an early movie for him in, as far as career. I guess he was in The Right Stuff, but I don't recall him, so I, I'm going to assume that the role's not that big. But yeah, I'm like, like looking at his his Postcards from the Edge, I guess, is a... a okay <gasps> I movie. love Postcards from the Edge. But when like, is that? What year is that? Can 1990. You do that? Frack! <laughs> If you if you're not if you've never seen that movie, you need to see that movie because Meryl Streep is a genius. But I think in like the court of public opinion, if you're like Randy Quaid, Dennis Quaid, everyone's like, oh, Dennis. But it's only because he's more attractive. That's what it is. He has a slightly uglier brother, and not slightly. He has a less attractive brother. Let's just he has be a homelier brother. Yeah. And they're both actors, so they're like, yeah, the hot one. But no, you'd be wrong. Mm-hmm. You should pick Randy Quaid over Dennis. And that's the last thing I'm going to say on this subject. I 100 percent agree. Yeah, I think Randy. I would rather talk to Randy. Like if Rand, if two. Well, he's kind of crazy now. Is he now? Oh yeah. Oh, he thinks sad. that there's like people trying to kill him. He seems. Oh, like I he did has hear legitimate, that. Yeah. He seems like he has. Poor legitimate, Randy. Yeah, he seems like he needs help, and we hope he gets it. Although maybe it's a ploy to get everyone to leave him alone. Mm, could be, but he's also hiding in Canada and fearing extradition. So let's hope Randy gets the help he needs. Would we'll trade you a beaver for a Randy Quaid? Canada. Sure. Balls in your court, Canada. <laughs> This is the official document from the United States of America. So, the law of Jaws sequels is that everyone after two has to have a submersible. Uh-huh. So... So, the second two? <laughs> yes. <laughs> have to have the little... The little uh, it's uh, kind of a scooter. Yeah. It's like a little ECV for underwater. But they're inside it, like in the Jaws 4, they're also inside it. Except they're... Oh, no, the Jaws 4 one was full of water, too, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. You you were that's why we had the same conversation of why are you getting a submersible that requires you to be in scuba gear to get into it? But their whole well their whole point no just four was the same way that he it was intending to get out of it at yeah. some point. So were they? But that's what I mean. What is the point of that? Just swim. Yeah. Oh, we forgot that they they're going down there because the guy's girlfriend, the guy who got eaten in the yes. first ten seconds, his girlfriend is doesn't know where he is and shows up with his passport. His driver's license, <laughs> all of his credit cards, his yeah. money, his traveler's check. Is they 
Do they go down in the submersible looking for him before or after they find him in the undersea adventure? Oh, way before. Okay, so they're going looking for the body. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're like, the we think he's dead, but we don't want to tell her. They whisper about it in front of his girlfriend. Right, right. And She's like, I don't think anything's wrong, but let's go check the undersea kingdom in case he drowned, right? Yeah. yeah. And his girlfriend's <laughs> like, excuse me? <laughs> Yeah, he's he's totally dead meat. He's, <laughs> that guy gonna, died, right? We're, we're gonna find like a waterlogged corpse, and it's gonna be bloated. <laughs> and Kay's like, yeah, duh. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Yeah, what's for lunch? Yeah, this is where we get our first bad green screen. Of oh, the submersible. That was my question. Was that? Sub- I didn't know. Was that cutting edge and like really well done no, for the eighties? It was not. It was not. Okay. According to what I read, it was garbage. Then okay. Because I, I wasn't sure. It was the way they, they made the 3D work, essentially. It was a really awkward green screen process. It was the, yeah, the they added dimension with planes, right? Yeah, exactly. So they're under looking for this guy. They go to the, get to the Spanish galleon. And the dolphins are doing the straight up dog. like Shake their head. Yeah. No, no. no don't go the dolphins there. speak English, yeah. apparently. Yeah. The, the dolphins are fully formed characters who essentially speak sentences with their motions. It's blue. The, this movie is Jurassic World, and the dolphins <laughs> are the raptors having full-on conversations with humans. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say that Jurassic World totally ripped that off. Mm-hmm. It, to the down to the like super predator and all that dumb yeah. stuff. So the dolphins like shaking it. Literally, the dolphin is shaking. I'm not exaggerating. The dolphin, the dolphin says, "Don't go in there." The dolphin literally goes and shakes its head like, "Don't go in there." And they're like, "Oh, the dolphin's here." And the dolphin's like, "No, dummies, don't go in there." And shakes its whole body. It, pull, it uses flipper, reaches up, pulls down a pull down <laughs> map that says, "Don't go yeah, in there." Yeah, just like pulls down another <laughs> one that says, "There's a shark, you idiot." Yeah, like clearly, I'm saying, "Don't go in." Shaking its head, shaking its head, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know what's going on." And then they go in there, and then you get your shark on a stick. The shark. It's kind of like in Little Mermaid when the shark tries to break into the pirate ship yeah. that she's on. It just fucking crashes its face into the wall. <laughs> but this... Now, we made fun of the shark in Jaws 4 a lot. We did. We made fun we of it did. a lot. And you can make fun of the shark in all of these movies to some degree, but at least in the first Jaws, it m- moved when it swam. When they showed it. Yes. But it, it the body of the shark wiggled. Mm-hmm. This shark... Well, that's the, that is my main point. The first Jaws movie, you very rarely see the actual shark. Right. And when you do, it's so fast that you, it doesn't have a chance to move. Right. The rest of the movies kind of forgot about that fact. Like, the reason it was scary was because it was Hitchcock, and it let you right. picture in your head how like, huge the thing was going to be, and then it was terrifying when it showed up. But, but it's also the law of sequels, that the thing that was crazy cool needs to be shown more and more. You know, the Friday the 13th, part one, it's not even... Jason. It's not even him. But as those movies go on, it's just like you hang out with Jason for two hours. So I think this is just that standard sequelitis of That's true. people like the shark. People are coming to this movie to watch the shark, so let's just show them the shark all the time. Okay. Which is fine if you make any effort to make the shark look like a, a shark instead mm-hmm. of it literally crashes into the boat without moving. It doesn't move its mouth. It doesn't move its eyes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do anything. They just slam it into the Borderline side. the nose scrunches up. Yeah. Like the fourth one. And it's just, what What are you doing? And then suddenly we cut to stock footage of sharks in uh, shark super close-ups. Grainy shots yes. of milk. Yes. Now, I wanted to ask you this. Two of the things we have long before this was a show that we did when we watched bad movies, two running jokes we've had. One, Stock footage! <laughs> yes. And two was 3D whenever we watched something that uh, had bad whoa. Yeah. So I don't recall the, the genesis of 
stock footage but this is certainly a movie full of of it it. (laughs) it's a drink it's a great drinking game to play if you find a shitty movie that you think is going to include stock footage which typically is animal movies so piranhas and crocodiles and anything like that right get a group of your friends everyone has a drink anytime you see stock footage you yell stock footage and And if you you yell it first everyone else drinks oh okay that's a good wrinkle Mm -hmm. you do the same thing in this with the 3d elements as well every time there's the really bad cheesy 3d when uh the first guy gets eaten the guy they're looking for now actually his arm his hand floats towards the screen and his bone sticks out in Mm -hmm. a really gross way Mm -hmm. and i was like so if i was wearing 3d glasses this bone is coming (laughs) at my face (laughs) got it okay really really disgusting also hang on here's my i'm gonna jump ahead okay the shark didn't eat his hand from about elbow down right and it didn't eat most of his torso right so what did it eat so it was the baby shark mm-hmm or no it, no, wasn't, it wasn't the baby the shark, baby shark. Yeah. i think that the what happened, they just found baby and killed it all right so uh, this is going to require some theater of the mind here so you're I'm welding. There. you're welding okay mm-hmm. in your right hand it's his left hand that's missing right I don't remember. I will, for the sake of story. In his left hand, he's he's like reaching up and welding, right? So his elbow's about a 90 it, degree Is he even angle. welding? I thought he was just wiggling things and trying to figure it out. Okay, well, let's say he's got the fence in his hand, his left mm-hmm. hand, right? The shark, so his elbow's about 90 degrees. Yes. The shark comes and bites him on his left side, uh-huh. meaning it bites across his elbow and into his torso. Okay. So chomps down, the arm gets severed at the elbow, goes floating away, hand first. Mm-hmm chomps the chunk out of the torso he bleeds out and because the shark is just a killing machine that's not interested in eating it just leaves with all the crunching and the blood it they and the fact that only you only saw the arm the hand it made it seem like remember they fish his body out i know but that's what i mean like they didn't show any of they showed blood and crunch and the well he they ate a lot of ribs did he eat a lot of the ribs? Yeah, there was a whole section of his... It looked like they just skinned... It looked like the shark just skinned him. No, I think it ate a pretty good chunk of ribs. Okay. Anyway. So they ride the dolphins to freedom. Yes. <laughs> That's the part that I... You, you cut off the punchline for me. They literally... I, I thought I delivered that punchline well. <laughs> but you you took a big aside to get to the part where the conclusion of that scene is, is Sally and Jesse are like... Cindy and Sandy! <laughs> Hold on to our tails. We'll get you to freedom. Onward, Aoshima. If anyone watches Gravity Falls, maybe one of you does. And it's just preposterous. Yep, but they save the day because well, they do dolphins. because they are the most fully formed characters in this movie. If we want to play the rule of five game, Sally and Jesse are probably Sandy and Cindy. <laughs> so they Sa- Sandy and Cindy rocket Dennis Quaid and Kay to the dock. They pull themselves up and then they're like, "Close the gate! Close <laughs> the gate!" And the, the the dolphins swim zip through the gate as it slams shut. The shark rams full <laughs> right speed into the gate, like probably. Like French fried its nose a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely French fried its nose Absolutely. a little bit. Absolutely. And at that point, they have come to terms that they've trapped. They, they're like, oh, we, we trapped the shark in this small area. Mm-hmm. Well, we should just keep it. Because that's when I started to get confused that the shark that attacked them there is not Mama Shark that no, killed it's not. Handy. Nope. It's the baby shark. Right. So they're like, we'll just tranquilize it and we'll keep it. Because here's my thing. In the world of the movie, I agree with the reporter guy who says, let's kill it and film it for money. Because I'm like, this, in this horror movie scenario, yes. So, his I, was that his pitch? He wants to murder it for money? Yeah. He said, we will film it and we'll kill it 
because it's a great white shark and it's a murderer and it killed a guy. Oh, and so the idea is like retribution, eye for an eye, bullshit. Yeah, and they'll be like, here's uh, footage just of this that. Okay. thing. And Kay, lady marine biologist, is like, no, there's literally none of these in captivity in the world and we could be the first and potentially only place in the world to have this opportunity to have one in captivity and study it. And right. In the world of sharks, the like, real world, I'm like, yes, go, do that. Let's go shark conservation. Yeah. But I was like, fuck, this horror movie. No, it's a horrible idea. Yeah, that's really dumb. But also, if she's a shark expert, she should know... She's not a shark expert. She's a marine biologist. That doesn't make her a shark expert. Okay, she works like, very well with the dolphins. The dolphins seems to be her forte. Like, her concentration probably was dolphins. All right, but certainly there's an ichthyologist who works at SeaWorld. Mm-hmm. Who could be like... I mean, if... Maybe someone's SeaWorld's track record was. Maybe there wasn't. <laughs> but certainly someone to go, you know what, guys? Uh, you can't keep the thing because it does. It does. It does. You can't do that. It doesn't work. They don't work here. Although her plan, if what's his face hadn't pulled it out of the thing into the other tank, it might have worked. Cause well, in real life, no, no, obviously, but in movie world. So what he's referring to is they they have it. They're Lou walking it around. Yeah, they 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 tranquilize it. They somehow drag it through the water into no they put it in a big crane mm-hmm. which would kill it so like again i don't know that much about sharks but they scoop it out with a crane. no because what they uh, i've seen similar things um there i saw this program where they showed how they tag sharks to like study yeah. them and what they do is they take a little dinghy out with just uh, with a decent horsepower motor and then they dangle they basically their yeah their boat bait, is yeah. the, their boat is the reel uh-huh. so the shark grabs their boat and takes it and then they fire the engine backwards to tire it out and they let it run its course or whatever and once it's tired they drag it all the they drag it back to their thing and but it's the, up and but, then they put the hose in the mouth right but the key part of that is they're dragging the shark forward when they're dragging it and then it there's a lower platform on the boat they pull the shark onto that platform mm-hmm. and immediately they start flowing water into its gills so that it stays breathing in this they scoop it up out of the water entirely in like a crane like the cow in jurassic park and then they drop it into a tank maybe there's maybe there's it's out of the water for like several maybe there's minutes a hose. there's no hose so even even the obviously we don't need to pick about the science of jaws 3d but bad and then they put it in the tank tranquilized and they're like all right we need to walk it in circles and which i get yeah it's fine Kay is in there with her assistant who's unnamed dennis quaid shows up all cowboy jumps in and he's like i'll, I'll take it from here Says you no do. no you're you're not a marine biologist you're not allowed you're, you're not allowed to get involved in this well it's sweet though he said this is the only way we can hang out because you're so busy with the shark so i'll do this yeah but like realistically no Fine. <laughs> I thought it was sweet. He can hang out there, but he can't. Like, why are you? So, Lucasa Jr. is like, oh, hold on. The shark wakes up from its tranquilizer thing, and the two of them are just like, Bleh! and like have to hop out of the thing as fast as possible while the shark thrashes around and tries to kill them. Yeah. Lucasa Jr.'s character reminded me of another character, and I can't, like, not in a, in a Jaws movie, but I can't remember who. Like, a very charismatic. He was, I think, it was another black guy. Very charismatic, like a like a leader of, of a town of some kind. And I cannot remember the movie, and it's driving me nuts. I, I have no idea. That's a pretty stock character. I know. Um, but he's like, no, put it in Tank 6 and put it on display. It's for opening weekend. Ha ha. I don't need her approval. I run the park. So we cut to opening weekend. It is opening weekend right now, I thought. 
well, we cut to the big montage of like the shows are up, the people are running around. Uh, we have eighties is really liberal with their use of rainbows. <laughs> that's what I learned. We have a really creepy giant felt Shamu that's supposed oh. to look like felt Mickey Mouse and Minnie I think Mouse. we have that though. They might, but that one is terrifying. Well, they were all the original face fur characters are pretty scary, right? And then we get like a four or five minute montage of ski jumping, which is just colossally boring. We don't need. Well, we don't need it in the movie, but like, who would watch that in the real world either? I watched fifteen minutes. That is my like. That's I would watch a fifteen minute ski jump show. I don't think I would. Four minutes, and I was like, I've had enough of this. This is where we see the dancing pig and the girl dancing. Well, no, no, that's way ahead of this. This is where we get the people going into the hub for the first time, and they go inside the mouth of the whale. The weird har- the haunted house? Uh-huh. Why is there a haunted house down there? I don't know, but it's not... Or a, a tentacle. But it's not explained as you're going into a haunted house to the people. It's like, you're going inside this this whale, and you're going to see the inside of a whale. Except when they enter so through the whale's mouth. it's not the inside mouth. of a whale. It's, it's a cave. Insi- it's a cave, with, a cave of horrors. With an, eel, with an eel and a tentacle that grabs you. Yeah. The, wraps uh, around you. Yes. How that would be possible, I don't know. Or lawful. Yeah. But the girl gets wrapped up by a tentacle and starts screaming and freaking out. I would do. Right. But then the tentacle, like, releases her and then just kind of, like, limply waves in the air. So I don't know who if if it's, like, controlled by a creepy guy in the back who's like, let me grab that girl. Ew. Yeah. I hope not. I think think that's what it is. Based on what I know about SeaWorld, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I'm pretty sure that's the situation we've got. So, shark, baby shark is in the is moved to pool six and it dies instantly, right? Because Lou Gossett Jr. is a jerk. Yes, but my favorite part is they try to save it and they hop in there and she's like, "Oh, uh, uh, run it in circles." Which, like, the shark is like slowly swimming in circles and you can tell it's like it's starting to die, like it's just going slower. Mm-hmm. So they get in and they like help it run in circles and then to signify like the actors, the poor actors, are trying so hard. Is this lifeless? puppet that they're just like all right guys g- good luck soaking wet these four actors because i almost called her leah thompson she's not leah thompson nope, she's Kay. she's in a lab coat and mm-hmm. full outfit underneath her lab yeah, coat real clothes jumps into the soaking wet head to toe yep. and walking around this heavy ass dead shark puppet <laughs> yes and then it just there's the signify of it dying is just they just roll it over onto its tummy onto on its, its back, back. yeah so and it just lifelessly is just like bleh. drifting away <laughs> yeah, they let go of and it and they don't i'm like my thing is if a, if an animal died at SeaWorld, the first thing would be like everyone out like we yeah. need to push everyone away while we fix this yes why is no one no one was doing instead, that instead the girl who's announcing with this like giving please spouting, stay away don't worry Kay is a marine biologist top marine head, biologist is SeaWorld do not interfere <laughs> not GTFO guys yeah, yeah. there's like, nothing to see <laughs> exhibits closed move along get out come on um so then they rec- then we see Handy's body yes and it's horrifying well it's also just the ben gardner scene exactly this girl and her friends who got attacked by the tentacles are strolling along and waltzing through the undersea kingdom and the girl's like oh look fish sticks her face up next to the glass and then lifeless dead meat guys just ben gardner's into frame and And the girl's reaction is that all the other girls push her and so her face smooshes into the glass (laughs) and so they're basically (laughs) kissing through the the veins so weird it's brilliant it's though it's so weird so randy they have a prison kiss yeah, and this is where we really see how shitty randy quaid right no dennis quaid right the good <laughs> yeah, one dennis, dennis quaid. quaid 
Well, Randy is the good one. So Dennis Quaid lifts the sheet on the dead body and like wretches and vomits and is like, no, Kay, your <laughs> vagina can't handle this. And she's like, I'm a goddamn marine biologist. I've seen this before. I have studied shark attacks. Out of the way, you prick. <laughs> yeah. And she just Move like, it, pansy. She not and only... the sheet off. She like, rips it all the way off, too. She's like, like, fuck it. All right, then. In my head, she also like did the like neck crack and like did the neck crack and someone like squirted water in her mouth and she did the like the Rocky and Apollo bounce. She didn't even need that. She was like, I'm just going in. I'm not even warming up. Ripped the sheet off and was like, yep, shark attack. Wait a minute. This couldn't be the baby. That means there's a giant ass shark in SeaWorld. And they're like, nah, you have a vagina. You obviously don't know anything. So they run and find Lou Gaza Jr. who's hobnobbing with the the photographer and his lackey. And there's a guy who looks a little bit like Carl Gottlieb drinking at the bar. I meant to look this up. I didn't. It could be a cameo. Oh, it could be. He has a cameo in the original movie as a TV reporter. Oh, is he, is he Harry? No. <laughs> Carl Gottlieb is the TV reporter who's very briefly on screen. He has uh-huh. a mustache. I think it might be him at the bar. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, they have this long conversation in the bar of like, hey, there's a shark at loose. We gotta figure this out. And Luke Gossett Jr.'s like, no! Keep it open. See world. Keep the park open. Which we now know is pretty accurate. Uh, so, but they're in, in this really awesome bar that it it's underwater and it overlook. You can see all the fish. There's a Disney uh, called the Reef. It's uh-huh. a Disney restaurant, very similar. So they're also there. They're trying to explain to him that there's a. A thirty-two foot shark, <laughs> and all of a sudden, Dennis Quaid goes, "There it is!" And because we're the POV of the shark swimming up to the glass, right. and there's this mega ass shark, and everyone just screams and runs. And the guy's like, "Shut down the park! Evacuate everyone now! <laughs> Get him out of the park! Get him out!" But this is another one where the shark. We we finally get to see the shark, the big shark, not from POV, but the shark actually like swimming, mm-hmm. and it's just a a three D shot of the puppet just. Slowly, slowly wobbling at the, it doesn't wobble it just comes in on a straight line it's preposterous that's i never think about that now i have to though it doesn't move at all it doesn't swim at all it just just float 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 bump yeah <laughs> into the glass mass hysteria because is that when the, cl- when the glass no that's the second one okay but this is where it like comes up against it and then like bounces off and runs mm, away like the manatee gif if yes. ever that's my favorite gif of all time so we cut to outside and the mass panic happening and and dennis quaid is sprinting like tom cruise sprinting yes. across sea world telling everyone to get out of the water like, get out of the water! he grabs a guy by the shoulder and throws him to the ground he off his looks, cargo yes and also, there's these adorable Shamu strollers. I want one. They're super cute. I want one as a. I want one, but I want to paint it like a shark. But he also like has to drag a guy out of the water who looks suspiciously like a guy who was an actor in the first movie. I can't confirm it, but he definitely looks like a guy who got punched by uh, somebody in the first movie. Oh, so again, just possible conclude possible illusion. No connection. Connection. Uh, at this point. Uh, Sean and this is when we get to what we were talking about with the pig and the muddy fight. Oh, they've already happened. They've been they've been on their date because they're in the bumper boats now. No, no, no. We're talking about the the. Yeah, Sean and her have left that and are already in the bumper boats. The the two things are happening at the same time. Sean and Leah are out in the bumper boats. Mm-hmm. Dennis is trying to get to the the show and stop it. Yeah, Leah is not doesn't have to be in the show until the second half of the. That's the why second she's, show. Yeah, the, that's why day. that's why she's in the bumper boats. Yeah. 
Well, that's the sorry. I, I was trying to follow my notes. The once again, we prove that Leah Thompson is like a cold bitch who has no respect for his very legitimate fear of the water. Right? She's like, get in the bumper boats, and he's like, I he's don't, like, I no, don't do that. No. What part of the, my, there was a shark attack in my family? Did you not get? <laughs> no, you horrible person. And then she showed her boobs, and he was like, fine, get in the thing. But the shark is chasing the women who are water skiing, and the fin of the shark is like a foot and a half from the back of the water skis, which would mean if the shark is 32 feet long, there's roughly ballparking 10 feet of shark, maybe a little further mm-hmm. between nose and tip of the fin. So the water skiers are just on, on the top shark. of the shark. Yeah. <laughs> They're <laughs> just literally standing on the shark. And I would have, at that point, I would have been like, hold the fin. <laughs> Don't let go. This is the only thing that can't eat you. Like, this is the <laughs> only thing that can save your life. Yeah, its skin might be rough like sandpaper, <laughs> but you hold on tight. But I was just—I was flabbergasted that, that they made that. Mistake. Also, that their reaction is to scream and jump in the water. <laughs> yeah. You know what my reaction is? Pull like, like Batman myself up the at building across try. the water into the boat. Yeah, at least try that. I probably not possible, Christmas. but the like it was. I was just I rewound it to watch it again because I was like, surely they didn't make that mistake. And yep, no, nope, that's a hundred percent the mistake yeah, they made. They're standing on the shark. They're standing on his head. I, it's preposterous. And so he gets them out of the water. No, did anyone die in that segment? No. So what happens is the shark surfaces and splits up the the. Uh, I keep wanting to say skydivers, the water skiers. So it's like six or eight people across. They climb up and make a pyramid. Mm. So it just surfaces in the middle and causes like a jumble. Everybody falls down. No, they fell in the water because the girls saw it. No, the shark rises up in the middle. I had the girl oh, because I remember the girls were they were because the girls turned around. They did the thing where they had one foot up through the yeah. And then they all turned around and faced, and one looked down and saw the shark head, the shark fin. It was like, yeah. and they all fell in the water. Right, but the shark comes up in between them all. Like the fin, as they fall, the shark splits them like the seven ten split in bowling. Just like oh. boom, they all go down. So <laughs> then the shark decides to just go to the bumper boats. It's not really clear no. why. So then, as Quaid runs across to the bumper boats. Poor Sean is like, please, please go in. I don't want to be here right now. And she's also figured out how to turn off the bumper boat. So they're just sitting adrift in a bumper boat. He's like trying to start it with a ripcord. And she's just like totally fine with the fact that, one, they're both in a bumper boat, which is really not a lot of space. No. And two, she somehow turned it off and is totally fine with that. Bitch. And yeah. then they get bumped because you're in a bumper boat. Right. And they both and she and they both fall in the water. Or she falls in the water. She falls in the water, and we see, this is like the uh, we get a huge amount of shark. We see it really, really long here, and it's just so shit. It looks like, like it eats her, and yes. then all of a sudden, it didn't eat her. It's just no. bit her leg, kind of. Yeah, and so she like gets some guys jump in the water, pull out Sean, pull out her, and I thought this was actually kind of clever. They wrap her in a towel instantly so you mm. don't really have to see her wound one to save money on the effects budget oh yeah and and, and two because you know it'd be grisly except when you see her she's like barely scratched uh, no you see her leg and it is ripped up right but she has like a, a, a gouge in her leg that looks like she got cut with a knife like if a shark bit you yeah it's not what it's true. gonna look like no although they did the good do a good job making her look blood loss Oh, she yeah. was very ashen and oh, very absolutely. So at this point, the shark decides to start randomly attacking the glass tubes that are in uh, because it's the Indominus and it's not. It's hunting for sport. <laughs> so people are in these tubes, and the shark's just like, well, "I'm just going to eat that," and just 
It doesn't even eat. It just bump. It just slams into it, and it causes the water pressure to freak out. It breaks the tunnel, and so everyone's trying to escape, but the watertight doors do their job and shut down and just close people in. Yeah, and so there's like thirty people trapped in a Poseidon Adventure room. But you know what? Kudos to that SeaWorld team. I member. wrote the same thing. Doing her job and she being great at is- it killing it except for the part where she's like take shallow breaths because that wouldn't make a difference she is like you know everybody but, be calm but it's cold everybody on that wall we're huddling together for warmth everybody stay calm but the shallow breath thing is breath thing is a way to still seem like you're in control and that everything's going to be okay and it's yeah. a way to keep people calm it's a good point so i was literally like oh she you. kills it i wrote down this girl needs a raise and a promotion post haste exactly she kills it so we meet at this and point because this woman just we just they just watched this shark slam into the tube several times, right? And somehow she's got everyone to a shut the hell up, yeah, and b listen to her, and, really listen, and c doing the smart thing of huddling together for warmth because there's cold sea. The water. water's not coming up or going anywhere, so yeah. we got to deal with what we have. Yeah, come on, guys, yeah. get your shit together. He's got a power bar. <laughs> Is there everybody a bottle of water? Bite. Yeah, everybody take a sip. Everybody take a bite. Have a popcorn kernel. We'll be okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to get out of this. And we've met this PR guy a couple times in the movie, but it's the first time we need to talk about him, really. The PR guy? Yeah, the real snivelly, round glasses, bald guy who gets thrust out in front of the media and is like... Oh, him. Yes. And he goes, okay, we had an incident. Some people were injured on staff. There are currently somewhere around 30 people trapped underwater the, with no way of them. rescue. We're not taking questions at this time. Thank you for your help. No, sir. No, sir. That is not acceptable. <laughs> is that not how uh, press conferences work? <laughs> is not what you're not just waltzing off the stage after being. Oh yeah, thirty people are trapped and fifty feet underwater, underwater. in a with no of- way of being saved. <laughs> Wait, what? How are you getting to them? What happens next? Are their families informed? Do you know who's in there? No idea. He <laughs> just bounces. Deuces. See you guys later. I'm trying to think of the best way they could do the Undersea Kingdom, like, practically wise. That's why it w- wouldn't exist. It's just too... <laughs> there's too much danger. The only thing I think is a way for the individual... Po- like, the little roundy pod part that they were in to raise up to the surface. But I don't know how they could do that. I mean, there... I, like, I guess you could have it rigged up so that you could have small detonations to unanchor it, and then explosive flotation on the outside that would just like make it float like akin, akin to the space capsule from the sixties. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, but I mean, the logistics of that actually Bananas. working is impossible. Um, so, so they come up with a capital B, capital P bad plan of we're gonna just make a patch and we have to well it's the only way they can open the doors so no, I know. the choices are let everyone die the correct one not that sea world team member <laughs> after what Sorry. she did after the things she did that's the correct answer no because you never your park is never opening again after that <laughs> you will all die opening again regardless who is going to the sea world where a giant shark ate a bunch of people who still goes to sea world now a lot of people. No, they're having horrible attendance numbers. Yeah, but there's still people there. Well, it's not empty, but it's the worst attendance they've ever had. Mm. Who is going back to the? Oh, what happened when you went to the Sea World Undersea Kingdom? Oh, no, we just shut down the Undersea Kingdom. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Boom goes the dynamite. Yeah, the entire reason the park exists is just going to shut yep. down. Yep, no big deal. Obviously, you have to try to rescue the people, but the plan should be something akin to. Okay, we're going to go kill the shark first. 
we're going to we're going to chum the water over here and attempt to kill the shark while the team goes down to that was their plan they lowered the shark into the tubes yes i know but they didn't they didn't they didn't do it very well well things didn't go very well but they tried or or maybe hey you know what my dad killed one of these with an air tank and a rifle maybe i'll call him for some suggestions he seemed to have a good idea and brody would be like get the hell off the phone (laughs) get out of there you and Sean, come home now. We didn't want you to work there to begin with. Go to go to Colorado, somewhere in the middle. Just throw a dart in the middle. Go You're there. You're moving to central Russia. Yes. Go. No, because then you have to fly and go over the ocean and risk a shark attack. You you are gonna drive. Get on a get on a. To uh, one of the Dakotas. Yeah. Get on a Greyhound and go straight to the middle. So, they... Mr. Reporter, no, Mr. Mr. Photographer is like, I lure the shark into the thing. And I was like, what is your voice doing? <laughs> and they're like, wait, what thing? And he's like, oh, that, that tube over the there. giant tube. The filtration Somehow tube. the shark got in. Really loose plot point. <laughs> so he, the shark, he lures the shark in there. He cuts it. He chums the water and... No, we're not going to skip over this part. They pull a Halloween where he's... Under the th- under the water, and the shark is lit like Michael Myers in Halloween, where it's just like a dark shadow. You can't quite hundred percent tell it's a shark, and then it slowly drifts into frame in the light, and it suddenly is there. And as it rears back to bite, its lip curls up in a smile. I didn't catch the smile. It like pulls its lip back over its teeth in a way that it hasn't done the whole movie. Instead of just, like, opening its mouth, so it's like, ah! It goes, ah! And then it pulls its lip back and sneers! I didn't catch that. What is happening? Well, also, what is happening with when he dies? Because he gets, like, slurped into the mouth like spaghetti without being bit. Yeah. And then is safe inside the belly of the whale like Jonah, but still somehow gets eaten? Yeah. He's in there, on top of the shark's tongue, inside the teeth, and we're getting a POV from, like, the Him. inside of the mouth. Yeah. And you, the jo- the shark is chewing, 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 and nothing's happening, and then suddenly there's just crunching noises and blood. And I was like, what? Is he trying, did he try and swim out? Because why? Well, why would you try and swim I out of the shark's he was, mouth? Well, he had a grenade, and that was his whole thing. And I was like, oh, he's going to blow up the shark from inside it. Like, he's going to sacrifice himself. That's going to be the mm-hmm. retribution of his character. No, he's just going to die. No reason given. And then... And his lackey's going to be really sad about it. And you're kind of going to go, should I, should, I, should I pay that guy? Yeah, the lackey seems super okay about, about the, I mean, super sad about this. I, I'm totally fine with it. What's happening here? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, the shark's trapped in the tunnel. He's killed this guy. Lou Gossett Jr. is like, "Oh, I know what we'll do. We'll just turn the water off in that tunnel, and so it won't be moving, and we'll just we'll just suffocate the shark." Yeah. And what's her favorite? And Kay goes in there with him, uh, right. under the sea to help him, and happy eyes in his back. Right. Dennis Quaid is putting in the patch. Mm-hmm. But why is Lou Gossett Jr. still making decisions about this? Because Lou Gossett Jr. has not made one single good decision about the shark's life or its child's life in the whole movie. Valid point, valid point, but he is still in charge of the park. Sure, but maybe ask someone else to make the decisions, Lou. Well, she's under the water. Not Leah Thompson's under the water. So, they turn off the tunnel, and of course the shark, because this is apparently deep blue sea, swims backward, uses its tail to push a gate, breaks the gate, and escapes. Uh Uh-huh. Also, sharks can't swim backwards. So the shark's like, oh, I'm going to go eat those people now because there's people in the water and I'm hungry. And who comes to the rescue? Mandy and Pandy. Cindy and Sandy! I 
only they could have had a free willy moment where dr k pumped her fist in the air and cindy and sandy like arced over her head into a heart how lovely would that have been no great anyways sandy and cindy do their thing and are like boom 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 fighting off the shark right also the shark roars a bunch at this point yeah, yeah it roared yeah it's dinosaur roar for the shark because it's the indominus rex <laughs> Because this is a stupid. You cannot movie. tell me that there's not a valid conclusion. That not a oh, valid line to draw. right. I was thinking the same thing. It doesn't make this movie one iota less stupid that Jurassic Park ripped it off and Deep Blue Sea ripped it off. Jurassic World. Yes. Does it? Whatever. It's a very different movie. Yes, that is correct. Um. So they, Leah Tom, not Leah Tom. I keep calling her Leah Thompson. It is not at all. Okay, Dr. Rhea and Leah, the dolphin twins, go after the shark, and they start, like, bashing into it with their bottle noses. <laughs> and, um, they swim, they're starting to swim to freedom. They go into the, the tunnel to get the, uh, to go back into the control room. Right. And the shark gets one One tooth. single tooth in the door! One tooth and a piece of gum. <laughs> they, they... It's not even like, here's the thing, if it was the top corner of the door, I would be like, okay... Maybe. Yes. This is the side of the yeah, door. Yes. And somehow the shark was able to hook one tooth into one it. One tooth. And the shark is using that one tooth to lever back on this door to the point where Dennis Quaid and Kay are struggling mightily to shut it and are having trouble. And the shark's teeth are not hands. That's what? not how shark teeth work. What are you doing? Oh my god. So they shut it finally. Do the pressure thing, whatever. They get out, they run into the room the control room. All of a sudden, the shark is rocketing towards them at a slow pace. It cuts from the shark to the people in the control room, which is Lou Gossett Jr., his nephew, the black guy, the really nice black guy. Yeah, he calls him nephew. Oh, I didn't catch that. Dennis Quaid, K, Lou, Lou's nephew, and another person whose name we never know. The girl. Yeah, yeah. She. I liked. I liked her, and I liked his nephew. I didn't like Lou Gossett Jr. Well, of course, you're not supposed to. He's a bad guy. But there, it's like, cut to them screaming in horror. Cut to the shark slowly floating towards them. Cut to the people screaming horror. Cut to the shark. Scream, shark, scream, shark, scream, shark. Shark slams, slams into the glass. glass. Explodes the glass. Yes. Into a zillion, zillion pieces. And so they're all running out of the room that is rapidly filling with water. And a shark. And, and so... And the shark eats the girl. You no, know, he eats... She, he eats, eats his, his nephew. And his nephew. And I was like, why could not you guy? He was the asshole. He was. At which point, Dennis Quaid and Kay, who are still wearing their scuba gear, mm-hmm. are like, oh... Look inside the shark's mouth. It's the photographer's hand. Washington. Not his hand. The whole photographer is I in there. I only saw the hand. No, he's in there holding the grenade. You can see everything be- at least to his mid-thigh. He's just in his mouth, undigested, hanging out there. So they get the t-shirt hook. His hair is waving in the water in there. I'll have to go back and rewatch. But the, the t-shirt hook that get the stores use to get their t-shirts off the top rack, yeah. they grab that that's in the room for some reason, and like... Like, like grandpa's asleep and he's holding something in his mouth that you need to get for this so the kids can get out, sneak right. out for the night. That is the hijinks that are happening. She, like, leans back and punches the shark in the nose a bunch, she'll open its mouth, and then he tries to hook the pin of a hand grenade with a hook that's maybe an inch and a half long, mm-hmm. and he's just reaching in a shark's mouth like, nope, like a dentist. Nope, I missed. Nope, I missed. Oh, got it. Yeah. And then swim away <laughs> fast because this explosion will kill us. Except we're only going to go four feet away and hide behind this desk. Ridiculous. 
<laughs> and then the shark explodes, and we get pieces of the shark's jaw float towards us. Yes. Which was lovely. And you're like, all right, this movie's over. Except, wait, but no, it isn't, because... Paula and Paul need to have one more Sandy moment. and Cindy need to be saved because we need to know that they're both okay because the one of them we thought might have died. So they get to the surface and then Cindy pops up and they're like, oh, Cindy! Sandy! Where are you? Sandy! And then Sandy rockets out of the water. Alan and Alana burst into the air in a freeze frame and that's what the fucking movie ends on. Fuck you! All of you people die in a fire. No, Sandy and Cindy were the unsung heroes. This movie is a fucking train wreck. I like this movie. I think Jaws 4 is better. I don't. I would watch Jaws 4 before I'd watch this. Absolutely. You got the weird, awkward sex stuff. It's hilarious. You got Ellen Brody, at least one real OG Brody in there. <laughs> you got the hilarious shark at Christmas time yanking younger Brody off the off the boat and eating him hilariously. And you got the motherfucking Hoagie Carmichael. I didn't say the first one was a bad movie. I, I, I think it's a better movie. That's my argument. That's my five-point argument. What What do you like more about this? Movie? I don't. I, I I just enjoy, I enjoyed this one a lot. Like, I never. I, I, I think that's my thing. I enjoy all the Jaws movies. Oh, I do too. I'm just if, if you're if I'm ranking them, it goes Jaws one, four blank spaces, the catastrophic drop off, Jaws two, the biggest cliff on earth, Jaws four. Down yeah. to the Mariana Trench, Jaws three. Yeah, I don't. I, uh, I, I think my biggest hang-up with Jaws four is the weird voodoo stuff. Yeah, and the like Aquaman bullshit of like Mrs. Brody can sense the shark. Yeah, but at least that's hilarious. That's to me. I'm just like, you know, you're not wrong. I think because that's completely unresolved and bizarre. That's what I don't like about it. And this movie doesn't really have any like, like. Clearly, plot points that were supposed to be there, but got left out. I, I I don't think that's incorrect. I think the shark looks better in Jaws Four by a huge margin. Yeah, really? Yeah, I do. I think it, it at least like the doesn't the that one have the wiggle nose? Yeah, but the I mean it's bad, and there's like a scene that you see a bunch of times yeah. and stuff like that. But it at least has some articulation. And the scene where they get like chased through the shipwreck is the shark at least is like moving a little bit versus this one where it's just like a shark on a stick. They keep like shark, shark. Okay. So that is my argument for why Jaws Four is the better of the two. Plus, if you're really interested. There's a commentary track for the kind of hilarious a few episodes back. That's true. Yeah. That, I think, is going to conclude our run with Jaws, unless we decide to take a trip to the 70s. Yeah. Or, you know, do a regular episode of Jaws 4. Yeah, we could do that, I guess, one day. It seems like we're treading the same ground, but you never know. Uh, although, I will say that, uh, putting the asterisk here right now, if another Jaws movie ever gets made, it's getting an episode on here. Really? Yeah. Doesn't matter when it happens. Okay, fair 20, enough. Twenty twenty-five. You're getting a DT eighties episode about it. Uh, uh, back to the future. Exactly. So we need to do everybody's favorite segment of the show, which is the hot tag taglines. Hot tag tagline. Jaws four, three. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see how to screw it up. That's the tagline. <laughs> hot tag tagline. Oh my god, it's a shark! But wait, it's not moving. Oh. That tag tagline. Jaws 3, a lady marine biologist. 
Because that also gives the vision, visual of the jaws of the shark wearing lipstick and a lab coat. I, I would watch that movie. With glasses. I would so watch that and her, movie. And her fin is in a ponytail. Uh, yes, 100%. She, she shakes out her fin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that should be your Halloween costume this year. I, I already have a shark onesie. Uh, can it be like a Mrs. Pac-Man bow involved? Yeah. So that you know it's a lady shark? Just the bow. <laughs> yes. Well, the lipstick yeah, helps. Yeah, the lipstick helps, but but I need know, the uh, work shark from the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. I'll do. One, I'll make one of those, and then just put lipstick on it and a bow. And a lady, uh, Jaws three lady marine biologist. <laughs> would you recommend this movie? I would. One hundred percent. It's a Jaws movie. Jaws movies are great. I think I would recommend Jaws four over this one, but it's definitely watchable. You can definitely do a back to back thing. It would be pretty enjoyable. I think. I think that's my biggest. Like a lot of uh, like. Series get borderline unwatchable. Yeah. Yes. Or there's dips. There's only four Jaws movies. Well, there's as much a dip as it just as a slow down. But I mean, like, um, like the Friday the Thirteenth movie, the Nightmare on Elm Street movie, right? Dream Warriors is really good, right? But the third one is the weird gay one, and the fourth one is kind of odd. So it has this weird dip where the fifth one gets really good, and because there's like thirty billion of those, sure, frustrating. Yeah. There's four Jaws movies. They're all perfectly watchable. Yeah. I mean, yeah, actually, when you start with an A-plus movie... They're all really fun. Sure. So I think that's my what I like about it. Like, I, I watch them like, yeah, I've been doing myself. I'm not hating every second of it. Right, right, this. right. Yeah, it's yeah, certainly a more watchable end for the stuff we've covered on this show, for sure. Yeah, it's been a long rut of... It feels like it's been a long rut of things I hate. <laughs> and speaking of that, we may be going right back there. You got a clue for next week? We're going to uh, overboard this time but uh, Goldie Hawn is not involved we're definitely going to be on water again in two weeks we'll see you next don't you forget about me so it's got a great uh, title oh sorry mother of pearl also that has gotten worse (laughs) I, yeah, as yeah. I like, yeah, as I listen to it, yeah, it started off like week is worse. It started off like half rate. Yeah. Like I guess if I'm not really paying attention, that kind of sounds like it. And now I'm like, that's just Nixon. <laughs> it's just Nixon. Yeah, it's just Nixon. It's bad. I guess it's fine. Like, <laughs> no, it's not a bad it's a Nixon. President. It's not a bad Nixon. It's just a Nixon impression. <laughs> I think we should like what we should have done at the beginning is go like. We you got to go back. We got to dissect the '80s, and then like another week was like, uh, or we could have just taken the audio from the first week and dropped <laughs> it in every week. No, it's it's much better if you do it live because it's so bad now. <laughs> we must go back. Why am I still doing it? We must dissect the '80s. Like that's what we should have done: is a rotating cast of characters. I guess we would have done that. Anyway, I'm gonna have to cut this out. So you know, you could throw, this can be our stinger. Yes. <laughs>